0: On 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com.
1: Everybody, <laughs> I, I told y'all I was going to be uh, signing everything I say, and so if some of it, you know, sometimes it may take me a little bit of time to say it, but I forgot to say good afternoon. This is the sun, you know, it's like in the afternoon, and this is good. So I, I remember that I wanted to one day sign everything I said and explain how I got into uh, interpreting long, long time ago. In the 70s, I started interpreting because I, I saw The Miracle Worker when I was, you know, like maybe 12 or 13, and I loved that movie, and I wanted to sign, and I wanted to be a teacher and all that. And then after I learned the alphabet, I found it in a book, and it was just drawings of a hand, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. I wanted to learn how to spell all these words that I, you know, I couldn't wait. And that's all I knew it was just the the alphabet. And so there was a girlfriend of mine that sat in a, we called them shacks. That's in Milby, you had, we had shacks that we went to uh, school in school in and they were outside the building and you could see into the, the, uh, the glass across the way and we would she knew uh, the alphabet so we would talk to each other that way and we'd, we'd spell different words and it was just it was so much fun and I just I loved it I wanted to be that kind of teacher and interpreter and so later on I found that our preacher's wife was going to be teaching a sign language class. And I went, finally, finally I'm going to get to learn, learn sign language and it'll be so much fun because I then can start, you know, talking to different deaf people and it's gonna be so much, you know, to learn that language and meet all those friends, it was gonna be great. So I went to the classes and learned as much as, as much as I could, and I thought I wanted to be like the preacher's wife because she was signing the sermons, and it was just beautiful, and the songs were beautiful in sign language, and so that's what I wanted to do, and so after, you know, the classes had been maybe, maybe three months into the classes, I decided I wanted to sign a song, and I asked I asked uh, our teacher, was it okay? And she said, okay, but you have to go home and practice all the words to that song, and then you you sing it. So I said, I'll do that. Please let me let me sign the song. She said, of course. Okay, Cindy, next Sunday. I got up there. I was so nervous. I had never been so nervous in my life. And I, I stood up, and I started signing. And I looked down at the deaf people, and they were looking at me looking at me so strange and like what was i do- what was i doing wrong and after it was over they explained to me cindy how do you say fly and that I, I told them, well it's um i think it's like this i'm flying you know the airplane flies yeah well you said and jesus flew to heaven did you mean to do that in the jet airplane and i went no, I, I just thought that was a sign for, for fly. I said, no, that was wrong. And then you also did a sign that was very, very inappropriate for a sermon about uh, the apostle Paul. You said he wanted to get, and the word was revenge. And so when I read in the book how to sign revenge, it just gave you a description, like take this finger, touch this finger, touch this finger, touch this finger. And so that's what I did. But it wasn't the word for revenge that I did. It was really a bad word, and I'm not going to tell you what the word was. But it was was bad enough that they had to come and tell me, don't ever do that again, because they would start laughing, and they go like, no, she didn't mean to say that. So they thought they thought it was fun to watch me sign because they know that they they knew that I was you know just I'd just been learning a little bit, but I thought I knew it all and uh, and I would make mistakes and it was funny for them to watch the mistakes made. Anyway I, I remember I remember signing and I thought I had done a really good job. and Larry Butler, you know who you are, yes. Uh, came up to me and said, Cindy, what's wrong? Uh, your hands, uh, it, you know, it looks like you just, someone that washed their hair and they couldn't do a thing with, with their hair. It's like, that's what happened to your hands. Did you wash your hands before you came out here and started interpreting and that messed them up? I was like, what are you talking about? I don't, I didn't do anything. And they said, yes, you, you made a lot of mistakes and we're gonna have to sit down and, and go over them again with you. So it was a fun time learning the sign language. And I would go over to Yvonne and Larry's house every, you know, almost every day so that I could sit and watch them sign and learn and learn the street language. Because there was a street language. There was a medical language. There was so many different, you know, subject matters that I needed to learn the language of. And so I wanted to interpret in the courts, and so they said, "Well, they're always needing, you know, interpreters." And so I said, "Well, I wanted to volunteer to be an interpreter in the courts, and I thought I was good enough and knew enough to do that." They said, "Well, we may need to teach you a little bit things that are kind of maybe um, you might be embarrassing to learn the signs because." There are signs for all these, you know, these words, but sometimes they're pretty descriptive. So I said, "Well, teach me." And they were right. I just hoped that I got a case where somebody was just driving too fast and got a ticket. I didn't want to have any kind of sex talk uh, on sitting <laughs> sitting in the courtroom, and so I went to the went to the courtroom. And this boy was sitting over here and they started they started talking. And so I started signing. And the judge says, No 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 no. What what are you what are you doing? I said, Well I'm I'm here to interpret and I'm signing everything you say. And he said, No, we don't want him to know what we're talking about now. So you just wait, I'll tell you when to tell him what to say. I said, No. I can't do that. I'm sorry. I can't do that because I'm hired to sign for this boy. And if he's sitting here and y'all are talking and he has no idea what you're saying, that's not right either. That's not legal for me not to sign to him. And so the judge talked to one of the lawyers and the lawyer said, she's right. It was so scary because I never talked to a judge like that before, and uh, the boy was so confused. You know what was happening, and he kept asking me, "Is everything okay? Am I okay? Are they mad at me, or what?" It was, it was uh, a good lesson for me, to learn that. Well, anyway, from, from there, I wanted to, um, I wanted to do a lot of different ways and places I could go to sign and interpret for deaf people, and I was watching. Uh, TV one time, and there was, they were talking about in New Orleans, they had a interpreter for the news on, as I think it was like a five-minute newscast, and they started having her interpret it. So I went to New Orleans and asked them how did they get this on the air, and they told me that they got a sponsor for it, and it was, you know, and it's gone, it was doing really well because people loved it and there's a school there that has a large deaf community and so they loved it so it was it was great so i went to the different tv stations in houston and asked them could i sign their newscasts for deaf and they went well how many deaf people are there and i said well it was like 1 in 10,000 would be deaf and that would need this, and so they thought. Well, we don't know if that's going to be enough or not. And they thought we have to consider it. We're going to have, to have meetings on. So I went to Channel Thirteen, and I went in and and talked to uh, someone that I had I had met there before. And they said, Well, what do you sing or anything? And I went, Yeah, I can sing. I can play the guitar and. What does that have to do with me signing? And they said, well, if you go on this program called Dialing for Dollars and you, you sing, you'll meet Paul Schmidt, Bob Hilton, Betty Rogers. You'll meet people, and they can introduce you to the news, the news director, and that's where you need to go. And they will say that you've been on the show and you're fine and all that, that stuff. So I did that. And I got an, introduc- an introduction to the news director, and he said, okay, okay, let's, let's come down this hall. And we're gonna have a meeting. We're gonna have a meeting right then. And I went to the meeting, and they asked me a bunch of questions, and how do I know how to do this? And I said, if you don't like me signing this, I, there's other interpreters that are much more experienced than I am and so if you want that I'll be glad to uh to get you in touch with them and I went no we want you to do it because you brought it to us and that would be fine if you'll do the five-minute newscast I think we can agree that let's do that because our FCC licensing tells us that we have to do something for the community and this will be a first in Houston so let's do that and I said, great, when do you want me to start? So they said, let's, let's start this next week on Monday, and we'll uh, do some publicity on it. I said, okay. So um, that's how I got on Channel 13 and did the five-minute newscast. But I wanted, I wanted to tell the deaf people, and so I, after I got on, 13 started interpreting. I called for a meeting of the deaf community to come together and I I want to introduce myself and say this is how this happened because I was not an interpreter they'd ever seen before. So I had the meeting and I was trying to tell them that I wanted to have another interpreter and if they don't like me then that's fine tell me and I will tell 13 that you need to get a new interpreter for this and they and they raised their hand and, no cindy we think it's great because we have so much fun watching you knowing that you'll probably make a mistake during the news and it's it's just been a lot of fun to watch someone who's not so perfect so i went okay that's i think great and i'll just i'll uh, i'll do that uh so anyway i had told them this story about when I was growing up, the people behind my house, the mom was deaf and the, the children were not, and we played together all the time. And when their mom would come out, she would yell at them to come inside and it sounded so weird to me, it scared me the way she sounded whenever she spoke. And so I would just run, I would run off. She would try and say hi to me. And I was just, I was too embarrassed. I didn't want to, I didn't want to try and say hi. And so at that meeting, I told them this story. And I said, I wish so bad I could see her again. But they moved and tell her how sorry I was that I treated her that way. Because I was just embarrassed. I was young and but I still should have never acted like that. And now I know better. And I was telling them the story and finishing the story, and the door in the back of this room where they all had gathered opened up, and this I just saw this white hair growing across the, the back of the room, and she came. It was her. It was, it was the lady that I had grown up she or she was behind my house as I was growing up and she came up to the stage and she hugged me she just hugged me and hugged me and she says Cindy it's been so long since I've seen you and I just I'm so proud of you and that we knew you when you were little growing up and I just I just want to tell everyone this is my friend Cindy I cried I cried I cried I cried and um the people who were sitting in the audience that just heard me say the story were crying, and it was uh, it was great. I felt okay, you know. I was forgiven, and that was that was wonderful. So I went on. And I interpreted for the news for ten years. I interpreted the news on thirteen, and they were great to me. Um, and from from that, PBS had asked me. Would I be interested in doing a program because there's so much interest in learning sign language? And I said yes. And so they said, well, write us up, you know, what you would do, and then we'll we'll consider it and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll do it." And I was so excited. And I was went home and I wrote the script out and wrote well, for six programs. They wanted a show, and so I told them I wanted to interpret. Songs because songs were the most beautiful way to watch signing, and so they said, Okay, that's fine, that's fine. And then I told them I wanted to have some funny things in it because the deaf have a great sense of humor and um, they love jokes and things like that. So I thought, You know, we'll just we'll do some fun, funny things. Like, um, I had this monster like a monster hand come up out of the steaming as a volcano-looking thing comes out and and taught the alphabet. So this monster hand comes out of the volcano and starts teaching them A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And, you know, they came back and said they loved that. That was so funny to see that. And it made people, you know, actually it helped them learn the alphabet. So, we just we found different ways to be silly and and funny with teaching, like the uh, the seasons of the year, and and all. And so, we called it signing with Cindy. Isn't that clever? Uh, Signing with Cindy, and it was an uh, it was six it was six shows, and they played the shows uh, back to back, so it became like a thirteen. Week program. But they just kept playing it and they kept playing it, and it was, uh, and it went national. And it was, um, this lady from New York would call and say, We want to play it again, is it okay? And I said, Of course, yes, I'll play it. And in California, see, that was New York. In California, they had called me and said, Can we play the show again? We have about three different stations that want to play it uh, across. California, so I said, yes yes, yes that's great, so anyway, uh signing with cindy was was doing really well, and I had written a book that went with it, and that was that was selling and it was it was great, it was so much fun and then I got a letter, well, I got a f- phone call from a a man that had worked on signing with Cindy, and now he was working on the Johnny Carson show, on the Tonight Show. And he, he said, you know, Cindy, uh, you need to watch Johnny's show tonight. I think you'll be surprised. So I watched, I watched it that night. And Johnny Carson says, you know, I have been watching this program called Signing with Cindy. And I've learned so much. It was so much fun. And the guest that he had was sitting there. She, they said, that's what I want. To, I want to learn sign language. I want to learn learn that. And he says, well, you have to watch on Saturday mornings. It's called Signing with Cindy. I got so many people. I have friends saying they talked about the show on, on The Tonight Show. And so it was really exciting. Then I got a call. Well, no, I sent him. I sent him uh, the book and I signed it. <clears throat> I autographed to Johnny Carson, yeah. And I sent him the book and I got a call from someone that uh, was his assistant to Carson. So they said, "Listen, Johnny Carson wants you to be on the show." And I went on the Tonight Show and he went, yes, yes. And I was like, "What?" I was just yelling. I said, "That is so! I can't believe." it. He said, "Yes," and uh, when can you make it? I said, "Whenever you, whenever you say it's okay, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. That's uh, fine." And he said, "Okay," but here's the deal. And he told me the rules that you know, you don't. If you're a woman, you don't wear pants. No pants. Uh, you can't ask him about his divorces. And it was. It was weird. I wasn't planning. I didn't even know about it. But it was, it was rules that you had to follow. And the other thing is that you have to write your own interview. So you don't just go and sit there and Johnny Carson ask you all questions. No, you had to write your own interview. And so that was really strange. And then you write what you would answer. So I did that. I I did that, and and flew out to uh, to LA and, it, and I'd never ridden in a, in a limo, like someone picked me up in a limo like this. And so the guy had my name at the airport. There was my name. And so I said, I'm Cindy Cochran. They said, okay. And then everybody was watching because he said the Johnny Carson show, Cindy Cochran. And when they were watching like, who's Cindy Cochran, that's there, and so they kept watching, and I came off, off the airplane, and they go like, I don't know who that is, that's nobody, and so I got into the, into the limo, and they put me, sit, they sit, you sit way in the back, and the driver's like, way in the front, so I moved up to the front, and I said, is it okay if, if I just sit here and ask you questions about where we're gonna go, and all that, and he said, yes, of course, but normally that doesn't happen. No one wants to talk to me like that. So I love the driver. It was so fun. And, uh, and from that, after I did the, the Carson show, um, I, I was called by people who wanted me to move to LA and they were going to do all kind of great, wonderful things. And you were, we're going to make you a star and all that. And I said, well, I'm gonna to have to commute because I'm not leaving Houston to do this. And they said, uh, "Well, but you, but you have to." And I said, "No, I, no, I, I can't. I can't do that. I can't leave Houston." So they said, "Well, well, think think about it, and we'll and we'll talk to other people, and we'll find out." how we can get you to make the move. Because I told them, I said, I have a husband, and he's working. And it was just, it was so strange and surreal. And then I got a call, and they wanted me to come back to the show, to Carson, again, like a second time. And so I did that, and it was just, it was amazing, because I guess at that time, there was only like three channels. There was like channel 2, and eleven. You know, and that's that's all we had at that time. So, so I, I think everybody knew about this, and this was a, a big a big deal. And people started coming up to me and wanting my autograph. And my husband and I would go out to eat, and they would come over and say, "Hi, can we have your autograph?" Right in the middle while you're eat while you're eating. And I thought it was great. My husband didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. But it was. It was like a, an amazing awareness that got sent through that one program about the deaf, and the and the show is all about is about how the deaf uh, live, play, have jobs. They're just the same as you and me, and they can communicate through signing. And it was it was great to be able to be a you know, like a part of that. I was so happy because I had uh, Yvonne told me a story that happened after the show was on the air and played in Houston all the time. And she said, my, my daughter told me, she said, You know, mom, I was embarrassed to have people come over and see that y'all are deaf and you have to sign and, and all that. But since that show came out, now they want to meet you, and they want to come over. And she said, it was so great to have my, my daughter proud of me. I didn't think I'd ever ha- hear that. So it was, it was amazing. Those, those kind of you know, stories make you feel like, that's what it was, it was all worth it for that. And so I, I think all the people I've gotten to interview, uh, meet, through that that one program, because after that I went to, I guess uh, Time Warner. I went there because I wanted to do production and do TV things and the commercials and all that, and I wanted to also do programs that I could uh, have that could be signed and that um, more and more things on TV. But about that time. The Congress uh, passed a law that took line 21 on your TV set, the different lines, and they had that one line that they were going to give to the hearing impaired, and they would have that as a, a way that all of the, the programs could be uh, captioned. And that's when caption came into being, and it was, it was great. I mean, of course, they didn't need me anymore because it was all captioned. But it was, it was a great time for the deaf people who felt like, okay, now they know who we are, and now we can watch TV with everybody else. And they loved, they loved music. I, I went over to Larry and Yvonne's, and they had records. And I said, how do you enjoy the music and they said well you were the first one we saw sign you know sign the songs on TV that brought a lot of attention to music in the way in the way that we would enjoy it but we can feel the vib- vibration and we watch singers and the singers that they loved were this was this killed me Jim Neighbors, you remember Jim Neighbors? Um, he was on, he was going to pile. And uh, he, he sang, his mouth is so big, and he enunciated every word they could understand because of how he, he spoke. Um, a lot of times the deaf would say, We can't understand people with beards that have beards. It's hard to understand to lip read them, uh, to lip read them and unless they're signing. I we we can't get it, and so I would I thought that was really interesting, and that uh, Larry said, you know, we do have advantages of being deaf, especially when we argue with our wives. You know, all we have to do is just close their eyes, and the argument is over. And I went. Really, you know, I was just laugh at. They said, "Well, it's true. It's true. It's a, it's the way we get through, probably, and why you know they stay married." But I think that all the nuances, like when someone comes to the door, how do you know that they're at the door? They're knocking. They ring the doorbell, and then they started showing me, showing me all the technology that they had. It was like it, that somebody rang the doorbell. The light would flash on and off in their house and they knew somebody was there. And then they then they say when the baby cries how do you know when the baby cries? And they said because the alarm the alarm they have same thing the light flashes. And then when they wake up in the morning they wake up with an alarm that f- flashes. And I said well then how do you know to go to the door get the baby, you know, is that confusing? And I said, No, it's a different, different light. So anyway, it was, it was funny. Like Cindy, we've got this covered. We know, we know what to do and how to communicate. And I said, Well, but you can't communicate over the telephone. They said, uh, Yeah, we can with a TTY. It's this big machine, and they could type back and forth to each other, and. It, they had a coupler with the phone. They put the phone on there, and then they would type, and those signals would then type the word out on on their machine. And anyway, so now you can imagine now with the with the phones now they can even have FaceTime, and that's how I would communicate with Yvonne with FaceTime, and it was it was so much fun to see her, and we signed each other, and we thought way back then. Never believed this would happen. And I remember when I found out that they had, the way that they communicated, everybody had these TTYs. When I found that out, I thought, you know, this is the way they could communicate with the police department or the fire department. It would be a way for them to call Instead of having to run across and try and find somebody's house and bang on the door and and then write a note, please, and you know my house is on fire or my husband's having a heart attack or something, they would be able to go directly to the police station. So I went to the police and asked them, could we, could we do this? They didn't know anything about, they didn't know anything about the TTYs. They didn't know that there were that many uh, deaf people in Houston, and so they were like, okay, fine. And we got a TTY machine, put it into the, their control, the control center, and they started getting calls, like, immediately. And the deaf people wanted to see if it was real. You know, like, real, I can really call somebody now, and, and you'll come and help me. And it was the fire department, I was gonna go to them next, and the police department had said, well, wait till, let's get, let's get the publicity out that the police department's doing this first. And I said, why? I said, well, you know, fire, firemen can get it later, but we let us do this first. So I said, okay. So they did it first, and I announced this. I have a meeting with the deaf people, I announced this is happening, and you can call the, you know, you can call the police now, and they'll come and help you. And so in the back, um, this man stands up and says, um, hello, my name is, and I'm the fire chief of Houston, and I, I want you to know, and all the deaf people to know, that it's okay for the police department to get the publicity first, that's fine, but we want to help, help you, and so we will put the TTY in the fire department as, as well and so that if you have a fire, you can call us. I felt so stupid, and I went and told him. I said, I'm so sorry. I I mean, that's just what the police told me. If you want this in here, let us do it first, and I went, okay. So anyway, that all happened, and now, of course, you know, that's, of course, that's been taken care of, and just the improvement in technology and all that has helped the deaf so much. It's been great. And so from from there, I started interpreting um, at a church and working at a church doing their videos. But I was interpreting at the church, and it was it was wonderful, wonderful. And I started teaching classes, and, it's, and so it's like it all came around, like to the beginning, how I went to church and I learned how to sign, and and so much came from that. And I learned so much and had such great, great friends. Um, so it was odd that from the beginning I always wanted to be on the radio and but being on the radio meant you know I couldn't sign <laughs> and anyone would be able to see it but now this, this was the streaming and all and this is live live on YouTube so I, I texted uh, I texted Yvonne this morning and said I'm going to be I'm going to be on YouTube uh, this afternoon for the Cindy Cochran show and she said what and you're gonna like you're signing I'm gonna sign everything I say and so I want you to watch it and I just I love you guys they taught me so much I just if it wasn't for you I never would have done it probably so. I thank you and thank you uh, for doing that. And I, I know that they're very, you know, a lot of people in the deaf community know Larry and Yvonne. Yvonne, Yvonne. And so um, I just felt like this might be a time that I can, I can say to you guys how I got started in all of this and some of the stories that have come from, you know, from this that has helped a lot of people and that's you know that's all I mean to God's glory. I I'm just so happy that I was able to do it. And um, I'm gonna ask Richard. (laughs) Richard is the is the man that is controlling all the electronics in here. So I'm gonna ask him to we're gonna take a break. Just take a break for and we'll be back in two minutes. Don't go away, okay? We'll see you
0: in just a minute. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids are removed from their home because of abuse and neglect. And we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit costaspeaksforkids.com. That's costaspeaksforkids.com. Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look up the Health Center Southeast Texas online, IRLoneStar.com slash TBPTX.
1: And we're back. Okay, I'm listening to Dr. Joe. And I know the people that are listening to this on the radio uh, in their car, on 106.1 and 104.5, probably have gone like, Is she signing and it's on the radio? But you can see this if you missed any of this (laughs) program, you can see it on YouTube. And uh, it's the Cindy Cochran Show. And it's on YouTube. And you can uh, also on the Facebook, Facebook of the Lone Star community radio and you can watch it again and again and again and um, i know that's how that's really how i learned sign language again and again i'd watch people and have them tell me stories and and just ask everybody you know like, what's the sign for this what's the sign for that and I remember reading newspapers and trying to fingerspell every word. And we go by a sign, and I would fingerspell every word. And if you're interested in learning sign language, YouTube has so many great, uh, really, really, really good uh, videos. The videos that they have now, you know, you can learn that from from the you know the ABCs and and the different types of sign language. There's a signed English, and that's what I do, signed English. So it's the, I guess the correct for, you know, for us, it's the, the um, subject matter and the pronouns and all that happen in in this order. And then they have signed American Sign Language and that's saying things that get the subject matter in the beginning I'm, and it's very weird to me because I just, I never learned that. I was old school. So they have all that kind, the different ways that you can learn. And that is so, it's so much fun to do. And if you go to my, if you go to my uh, Facebook, it's Cindy Robinson Cochran. And I have uh, four lessons. I do uh something like signing with cindy but it, it i'm not doing the music i'm just doing teaching the you know like family signs and animal signs and things like that and so much of it is i mean it's really clear about what it would be this is a sign for elephant and you know you think of course that's elephant and this is giraffe and this is what dog and so there's a lot of different signs that are just very easy, but the best sign for, this is a mosquito, and I thought, what does that mean, mosquito, and they're, they're depicting the mosquito's stinger going into you, like, anyway, so that's, but it's, it's so much fun, and, and the sign for female is from the nose down, because the women are the talkers, and the, and I know this is gonna, probably nobody wants to hear this, but the uh, nose up are the male because they're the thinkers, so this is man and this is woman, and, so, <laughs> and this is mother and this is father. So I think that it's in- interesting. That was way back when when those so- signs were invented. I wonder. I wonder if it's still the same. I think it is because that's just the the basic of sign language. But I remember I, they asked me to interpret it some large meeting and I said, well, what sign do I need to, do I need to know American sign, American sign language? And I said, I don't, I'm afraid they're not going to under, even understand me. And they said, no, they, no, no, because anyone that knows sign language, you can probably go to any country and you will be understood by other, you know, deaf people sign, that sign, they'll be able to communicate with you you know so much easier so anyway that that part of it is is good and I remember when now this is way back way back when but uh, the Olympics the Olympics were were just starting and they were having a difficult time for all of the you know the athletes coming in from different different countries and communicating and this was before the technology of just being able to take your phone and you know say okay i'm going to do this in spanish and now now you need to interpret it in english and show it to someone so your telephone could translate for you now but back then no so i said now if you want i, I can give you a more of an international sign language and you guys can you know learn it and everybody could be able to communicate with each other and so they, um, Mary Lou Redden, was uh, coming, coming over to our studio, and uh, so I talked to her about it, and then she introduced me to her, to the guy that, uh, that's would be in charge of that, and he said that they have something coming out that where they won't need that, they're going to be able to translate immediately, uh, what someone's saying, and so it was just the beginning of that. It was just. It was so exciting, so you saw a lot of different changes that happen uh, for those ath- athletes. But it was exciting just to be able to talk to, some, talk to some of those people about it. And so if, but if you want to become an interpreter, um, there's, there's so many ways that you could learn and become associated with any of the clubs that they have in, in Houston uh, and around, Now I don't know about in Conroe, but in Houston, I know they have a lot of different clubs that you can join and you can learn through that. And you really need to be around the people. Just learning it from a book like I tried to do, it never worked until I got with the deaf people and learned to learn the sign language through that. And it was, it was great. What a, what a journey, it was, it was so much fun. And I think, I think that if you, if you really have that in your heart to do that, you just have to start practicing and you have to practice 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 all the time all the time and you'll learn it and it will be it'll be great and i found this is the i guess the best way to use the sign language for kids is you teach them the alphabet and then they start spelling and they have to spell their words and if they come home and they have spelling homework but I don't think they even do that anymore but if you have spelling homework you can teach them and they will learn how to spell and I went to uh, I went to a school and I said if you'll let me go into a class and give me 6 weeks with that class I'm going to have their grades from you know maybe the C's and all that said, they're going to be A's you, you won't believe because the kids have something tactical that they can ha- have as they go A B C D E F G, and it's and it's great. They will remember it, and we did that. It, the experiment experiment worked great, and I thought, okay, now it has picked up. It started picking up where teachers were te- teaching all the kids the alphabet, but what happened where it failed was that the teachers only taught them the alphabet but they never connected it to the words that they were learning to spell in that, in that grade. And so that was dis- disappointing that they didn't do that. But if you're, your children at home, if you want, want to help them with their spelling and you see what they write, uh, you know the way that they write notes or they were starting to write stories and things like that, because after I would go speak, I would speak at so many different schools, and after I'd speak at the school, They would send me notes, so precious notes and so sweet, but I could hardly read them because the spelling was so bad. So that's what really helped me encouraged me to start trying to see if we could get this in the schools. And eventually, uh, it was in the schools, but they just didn't connect it to the spelling words and to help these kids to remember the words how to spell them. So if, um, that's one thing that's a great, great advantage, advantage of learning to sign. So I just wanted to give you that and thank you so much for for letting us into your (laughs) home. And Yvonne, thank you. I know that you're watching and I'm so excited to be able to communicate with you this way. And now that, now that you've seen this, you can tell all your friends uh, that how you helped. You really helped me. It wasn't. If it wasn't for you and Larry. It wouldn't have happened. So thank you, thank you. And I want to tell everybody that um, that listens to this program. You know, normally, is that we have a way that you can help us as well is by donating. You can donate and. On the, you go to Lone Star Community Radio, and this will, it will give you the information of uh, how you can donate. And if you want to be a sponsor of this program, it would be great because we will, you know, you will then have your name on this program uh, by being a sponsor. So there's so many different ways that you can help this programming and this radio station for this community because we try and bring you, you know, a lot of the interesting people that work here, and just interesting stories, and uh, and also about uh, the businesses that are here. So this this radio station has done a lot for the community, and it's uh, it's all because of Richard. He shook his head. He said, "Okay." He said, "Yes, it's because of him." Anyway, okay. I just want to tell you, thank you, thank you for joining us, and. Uh, We will soon be here. uh, Next Tuesday, Tuesday we'll be here. It's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, live at 2 to 3 on YouTube. And this is recorded right now. If you missed anything, go to YouTube. And this show will be up just almost immediately after we finish. Thank you so much. And uh, have a great day. Beautiful weather. Enjoy. And First Responders, we love you so much. And God loves you more. Thank you.